Welcome to the Leaders of Learning podcast. I'm your host, Ling Ling. Season four is a short but special season. We partnered with French Tech Podcast to interview some of the most powerful and influential women at the Women's Forum Asia. This event was held in September 2019 in the beautiful Raffles City Convention Hall in Singapore. Check out our website at leadersoflearning.asia or follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube for more information about this special season. As we interview powerful and inspirational women from the Women's Forum Asia in Singapore, we had a one-to-one session with the host of the French Tech Podcast, Nikolai Grunewig, to talk about developing cultural intelligence. Our living spaces and workplaces are increasingly multicultural. A multicultural environment does not guarantee success. Without cultural sensitivity, awareness, and intelligence, diversity can affect the team's internal relationships and performance. Does developing your organization's cultural intelligence help to foster a more inclusive workplace? Well, Nikolai and I talked about my field as an interculturalist and how diversity improves a company's ability to make decisions that directly impact their bottom line. Welcome to the French Tech Podcast. We're here at the Women's Forum Asia in Singapore. And I'm sitting down to talk to Ling Ling. Hi, Ling Ling. Hi, Nikolai. It's a pleasure to be here at the Women's Forum Asia and to be here with you in this French Tech Podcast. Now, you're one of the people helping us covering the event uh, for your podcast, Leaders of Learning, but that's not what we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to you about something else. Sure. You founded a company called Culture Spark Global, that as you describe <laughs> it, helps companies develop cultural intelligence for an inclusive workspace. Could you tell us a bit more about what that means? Well, I started Culture Spark Global because of my life experience of living in six different countries throughout my entire life. Uh, I lived and worked in many different countries and encountered many different cross-cultural and intercultural conflicts and misunderstandings. So I've also worked in, in quite a number of multinational corporations as well. And within that working environment, I also saw and witnessed and become a part of many cross-cultural um, misunderstandings and miscommunication. A lot of this can be developed within us, and we call this cultural intelligence. So just like emotional intelligence, it's an individual's capability to be able to navigate complex uh, cultural diverse situations. So if in a work context, if you have high levels of cultural intelligence, you'll be able to understand the local context, you will have greater motivations to understand people that you're going to work with. And with that, lower levels of stress, higher levels of performance, and you'll be able to achieve what you need to achieve for your work and for your role. And that allows for better decision making? Yeah, better decision making, better collaboration, better communication across different people. And I know in the Women's Forum Asia, there are many women who talk, who talk about inclusion and diversity But diversity alone is, is really not enough. You can have the policies, the systems, the environment in place to, right. to be more diverse. But something has to come from within the individual itself to be motivated to want to include other people. And not just because some policy says that you have to. So 
CQ comes from within so yourself, you your own skill, your own capability. So you need to develop their awareness, mm -hmm. their motivation to act mm -hmm. on it, and their ability to do so. So uh, cultural intelligence, just like emotional intelligence, is based on an academically validated research. Mm -hmm. And it's a framework that comes in four different elements. So one is uh, the drive, which is your internal motivation, as well as your self-efficacy to want to be resourceful and want to uh, navigate and tackle cultural complexities. The second bit of it is the knowledge, which many of the intercultural companies out there are doing, which is providing cultural knowledge of a particular country, of a particular ethnicity, what are their values, what are the do's and don'ts. So that's the knowledge piece. When you have your motivation, your knowledge, you then plan or strategize. How is it that you want to approach someone who is of a different culture than yourself? Uh, and that could be in multiple multiple forms. It could be uh, in a negotiation situation. It could be in a selling situation. It could be a customer service situation. So when you have uh, your motivation, your knowledge, then it's much easier for you to plan how you want to interact with someone from a different culture. Then the last piece of uh, cultural intelligence is about the actual action itself. So when I say action, it is more about whether you change the tone of your voice, the pace of your voice, the pitch of your voice. Some people aren't able to do that, even though you have everything planned. But if you're not able to physically communicate it, it's not going to work. So for Culture Spark Global, this is what I focus on. I help leaders and teams to develop. Cultural intelligence is one piece. The other piece of it is, of, of course, the cultural knowledge. So how is yeah. it like to work in Singapore culture? How is it like to work in Malaysian culture and all the other countries I've lived into? I also talk about cultural values as well. Any, any kind of intercultural skill to help different groups of people to work better together. I love how you bring uh, that awareness and those skills back to decision-making. Mm -hmm. A lot of speakers here at the Women Forum have talked about how diversity isn't just a nice-to-have, but how it impacts the bottom line of companies. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? That is so true. It's not a nice-to-have anymore. With technology and globalization, our society is no longer homogenous as it is before. It is increasing, increasingly diverse. And if your workforce is not diverse, highly unlikely you would understand your clientele as well. And even if you have a diverse workplace, uh, employees from multiple cultural backgrounds, but if you don't practice inclusion, if you don't practice cultural intelligence, how are you going to demonstrate that to your clients? So ultimately, I think Richard Branson actually said before that if you take care of your employees, your clients will be happy. So if you don't role model inclusion or uh, diversity or learning how to collaborate together in different cultures, your clients won't be able to see it. I love that. If you take care of your employees, your clients will be happy. And that has to impact the bottom line. As yes. you said. Yeah. So you're not just an entrepreneur, you're also a podcaster, right? Yes, that's Some why I'm here. Some might even call you the fastest rising female podcaster of Southeast Asia. I would like to think so. I know, I do. You have an amazing <laughs> audience that you developed in only one year. I think you're one of the most successful podcasters here in the region. I understand that you're also driving diversity in that community. Is that correct? Yes, yes, that's correct. That's one of the main motivations why I started the podcast too, is when I became an, an independent intercultural uh, trainer, I looked out in the podcasting field and I only saw podcasts from the US, from the UK and there weren't as many Asian voices and even if they're Asian voices, they're not Asian women voices. Not in the leadership space, not in the learning space and I thought, why not start a podcast? Because I know so many people out there who are brilliant, mm. 
who are intelligent, who have got so much to share, but because uh, they are they are Asian or whatever it is, their voice is not being raised in in the podcast space. So that's one of the main reasons why I started my podcast. And along my podcasting journey too, I went and sought out different podcasters within Singapore because you and I know podcasting can be a bit lonely. Sometimes we do everything on our own. So when when I reached out to the podcast community and saw the diversity, I just wanted to help grow it here in Singapore and eventually the rest of Asia to bring out all these diverse voices into the space and to let people know that it's not just voices from the West. There's so mm. mu- so much of intelligence and heart and stories that come from here as well. I understand that you're helping women in Malaysia and elsewhere to get their voice out there, right? To be heard and to have that influence through workshops. Yes, yes, yes. So I had the wonderful opportunity to run a podcasting workshop in KL. And this is for a group of social activists that are in that are based in Malaysia. So they work with uh, women's rights, children's rights, um, reproduction rights. And they wanted to use podcasting as a way to advocate for their rights and to educate the, the public space for it. So it was such a wonderful opportunity to work with this woman and to to take them through the process of podcasting because majority of them are not technically skilled. They don't know about podcasting. They are very passionate about their cause. And it's really great for me to be able to support them in helping to advocate for those rights. That's great to hear. Such amazing initiatives. All right. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk. Thanks. Thanks for this interview. That was Nikolai Grunewig, podcast host for the French Tech Podcast. We just spoke about developing cultural intelligence for an inclusive workplace. For more podcasts from the Women's Forum Asia, check out the French Tech Podcast on YouTube. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, take a moment to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcast. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube. If you believe this podcast show will help a friend, a colleague, or a family member, please share this episode with them via social media or your podcast app. We want to make Leaders of Learning a great show for the year 2020. Please share with us your feedback, preferences, and insights on our website at leadersoflearning.asia. We look forward to hearing from you soon. I'm your host, Ling Ling. Thank you for listening to the Leaders of Learning podcast.